Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about the fact that we have Spider-Man 2. Janet's been playing a bunch of games and Jim Ryan is stepping down as president of PlayStation. We'll talk about all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. <laughs> Yo, what's up? I'm Blessing. That's Shannon Garcia. That's Barry Courtney on the ones and twos. And this is PSI Love You XOXO, your weekly PlayStation podcast that you can watch live on patreon.com slash kind of funny or later on podcast services around the globe. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code kind of funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y to write in with your questions, PSN messages, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content thank you to our patreon producers brave authos jedi master deadpool and delaney twining today we're brought to you by rocket money shady rays and doordash but let's start with a psn message from you calvin perez writes in and says given that insomniac released the spider-man 2 partial trophy list do you ever look at trophy lists before playing the game or at what point do you start checking in on it janet garcia for me i don't look before um because i I just feel like the streets will tell me what I need to know. You know what I mean? Like mm. if it's a bad platinum, the people that are willing to sleuth and do the extra like spoiler checking will let me know that information, you know? So I do like to get a sense like, oh, is it like good? Is it Hartley? You know, whatever, right? Like, is it achievable? But I kind of get that from like secondhand because I don't want to spoil the game for myself. And then as far as looking at the list, it's so tricky because there are so many like hidden tro- like when you have the game and can look at the list on your actual like console it's tough because so many trophies are hidden and sometimes they're hidden because they're very spoilery and sometimes they're hidden just because they wanted to hide them and they're yeah. like, not that spoilery so it's i have a couple methods like sometimes i just go for it if i'm like okay i don't mind knowing these different like chapters or outcomes but other times i might like sort of like I, I look at it, but I'm kind of like almost squinting to like distort my vision just to get like a set or I have someone else read it sometimes. I'm like, hey, I don't want spoilers. Can you tell me kind of what this is getting at, you know, and and help me that way? But it's definitely risky if you haven't like beaten the game to like look at the list because there could be, you know, oh, something really that you don't want to know in there. So I I'm pretty careful about I'm tentative about looking at it before I beat the game. But sometimes you also want to know like, is there something I should do before I like wrap up the game? So it's like a tough balance, but where are you with that? Like, what did, what are you looking at? What are you not looking at? So typically I want to start a game first because when I look at a trophy list before I even start a game, it's like reading gibberish, right? Collect all the niblets, <laughs> collect uh, th- 30% of the like gigantagons. And I'm like, I don't know what, what any of these things are. And yeah. so like, I, I feel like I'm not getting much when I check out a trophy list before I even boot up a game. That said, like I will, 
early on in a game check out a trophy list to see if it's even worth me trying because i think from when i when i compare myself to you or to greg miller i think i'm on the lower end of the platinum trophy totem pole like i just don't care as much like there has to be a game that i really care about in terms of like oh i'm really i know i'm gonna put in all the hours into this thing or this game feels like it's made to be platinum spider-man 2 for example is a game that i'm probably gonna platinum right i looked through the trophy list of spider-man 1 and that was an easier more attainable platinum and this is one of those rare cases where insomniac tweeted out the full trophy list and not and not even the full trophy list actually the trophy list i guess most of the trophy list right it was they, like a sneak preview a sneak preview because of course they want to keep out all the hidden trophy stuff and they don't want to spoil the game and so they have like a good handful of like oh yeah, obviously collect all the trophies of the platinum right but then 100 all the districts right finish the main story purchase all the gadget upgrades upgrades i won't like go through the whole thing but you know all this stuff i read through and i'm like okay this makes sense yeah like this seems like it's going to be an attainable platinum the one thing i wanted to make sure wasn't there is having to play through the game twice and it seems like that won't be the case, honestly. But hey, it's not the full trophy list, bless. Yeah, that's the thing is like I yeah. I, I I don't want to like you know make that commitment already because who knows it could come out and all of a sudden it's like oh shit okay I gotta play through new game plus the trap platinum and that thing. was only miles right yeah Spider Man 2018 didn't have that correct yeah okay. Spider Man 2018 you didn't have to play through twice I I wonder I hope that they had the sensibility because they knew miles was shorter right of like yeah mm. we'll, we'll put this in as a thing because it's a shorter campaign yeah. i hope that they had like the instinct to be like all right spider-man 2 maybe around the 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 same scale of the first one maybe a bit bigger right maybe let's not do a, a new game plus for this one so the exciting thing now is that janet both me and you and the one and only barry and courtney as well we all three have access to spider-man 2 i've not started it uh, I don't think Barrett started it. No, uh, and I can also say that uh, we have Assassin's Creed Mirage, and that's what I'm reviewing. So I oh. have Spider-Man. I don't know what I'm going to get to Spider-Man because I will be uh, reviewing Assassin's Creed Mirage for Kind of Funny over on the Kind of Funny Games cast next week. So, yeah. Jane, you've not, you've not touched Spider-Man 2, right? Correct. Not yet. Have you checked out the trophy list that they tweeted out? Um, A little bit. Like, I'm looking at it now because I'm like, why not? We're talking about it. Let's get into it. I do like that a click a quick clarification slash like a double check on my end. Cause that main tweet says dedicated, collect all trophies mm -hmm. superior, a hundred percent complete all districts. So it is true that you do not need to complete all districts to get the platinum then. Right. Because they're kind of just saying like, if you want a completionist, you could do that, but that's not collect like you don't need to collect all the trophies. Like to do that, you don't need to do all the districts. Am I reading that right? No, no, I feel, mm. The 100% complete all districts is... No, that's a gold trophy. It's a gold trophy. Yeah. So if you look at the... At the oh. Yeah, the emoji to the right, that's telling you what level of trophy that is. Yeah. But the emoji to the right is just the metal. Yeah, the gold it's medal. A go oh, that's a gold... So then, when you look at the other ones, they'll so have like a So is the trophy meant to be the platinum? Like the trophy thing? Yeah, that's the, the, that's the platinum. That's the platinum. Okay. All trophies, yeah. yeah, so that's you will bit, have to 100% complete all... Which was the same in Spider-Man, the original, I believe, because what? I remember having to like find the last crime. God, those crimes. But hey. I was like, what's the last crime in Brooklyn? <laughs> but here's the thing. Miles Morales did fix that. So I feel like oh, the, yeah. the, they'll have those sensibilities there to, you know, have it not be as monotonous as uh, Spider-Man. I'm a little scared of that collect, uh, which also, I guess, like, warning of us talking about the trophies in case you don't want to, like, know them. Um, the resourceful collect a total of 10,000 tech parts. That sounds scary. <laughs> I'm a little scared. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that gets collected dude. really fast. That's the thing. I'm going like, to go for it. I think no matter what Unless i i think so ridiculous. too because the spider-man one platinum uh, what took me 30 hours maybe it didn't take me that long to get the spider-man one platinum 
And so I imagine the Spider-Man 2 is similar because that worked out so well for them. Insomniac knows what they're doing. And I platinumed Ratchet Rift Apart as well. Like that was a pretty straightforward platinum, except for one thing that bugged out for me. But like for the most part, I think Insomniac knows what they're doing with the platinum. And so I'm going into this with the expectation that I'm going to do that. Um, but I guess my last question for you before we move on, though, is since this is the last time that we can probably talk together on content without having touched Spider-Man 2 so we can speak freely. What were your hype levels like? I were you when you got this in your inbox was it like a oh shit let's go or is it just like a all right another review another day another code it is kind of an in-between i wouldn't say it was completely like oh shit let's go like i am very excited to play it but just to be like transparent about my feelings about it like this was coming down the pipeline and i'm like okay this is gonna be a transitional moment in my life which sounds very dramatic <laughs> but i'm like because i you know i'm doing my gaming thing we're playing other games and i'm like when spider-man 2 hits we're throwing all those games out the window and we're going all in on spider-man 2 so like there's my life before spider-man 2 and then my life after getting the code so like for me the code coming in was like it's time to say goodbye to the other games like we'll see them later they'll be there when we're done but i'm planning on go like i'm really excited about this because I think this might be my first time really being around for reviewing a Spider-Man game for, for being in that review window, because I think for Miles, was I on the show yet when Miles came out? No, uh, that's a really so. good, I was end of 2020. So no, I don't think that was so. like right when, yeah, that was like right when the console came out and like, yeah. sure. I used to be on like IGN's beyond and maybe I was on there doing like the Miles stuff. Yeah. I, I think you were still at IGN that. by the time. Yeah. But I don't know if I, did i did a lot of stuff on beyond but i don't remember if i like got brought on for that like probably not because i wasn't like the reviewer i just had played it so i'm really excited to be like here with y'all in this moment of time a big spider-man game like plenty of you know time to check it out the trophy list is that, like i really want to play a lot of it like yeah. i don't want to just uh, beating it's not gonna be too bad because it's, it's i imagine it's in the same kind of scope as the 2018 in terms of length commitment and like time commitment but i really want to dig into the weeds, like do the trophy hunting, do a lot of the side stuff. Like I want to live in this game on a deep level and I'm excited to do that. But that also does mean saying goodbye to the other game. So that's, that's the part that's kind of like bittersweet about that, it. That's why I'm holding granted. I'm, I'm in a different situation than uh, all y'all. Like I don't have to play this right away, which is why I'm like holding off on it. Cause it's like, once I'm done with Mirage, I, I kind of don't want to start Spidey right away. Like, I want to get back to Sea of Stars. I've yet to finish it, and it's such a special game. Because I know, like, once I start Spidey, like, yeah. that's just going to be everything. So, you yeah. know. Hell yeah. yeah what, about, what about you? What was your feeling before we move on? I'm probably similar as you. Or, like, I'm, it's not like I'm stop everything, like, Spider-Man 2 is here. Like, I think there was this feeling of when, even when Starfield, that code came in, where I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, Starfield. We have Starfield. Like, we can finally get the answers to what this is. Or, like, God of War Ragnarok, where it's like, oh shit like rock ragnarok is here like stop everything i gotta play this spider-man 2 of course i'm excited for but i think it's the thing where going into it i have more questions i have um answers already to like those like we know what spider-man 2 is gonna be it's gonna be more spider-man i'm going into it like oh yeah i'm ready to have fun i'm ready to swing around new york but it's not like the unknowns of ragnarok or the unknowns of a starfield um i think for me i'm more excited going into it as a rare sequel review right because like I'm, mm -hmm. i've been kind of funny for three years and i spider-man miles morales was a game that i reviewed toward that first year of me being a kind of funny and now i've been around long enough to where i'm starting to get the sequels to games that i reviewed three years ago um and so like this is my second spider-man game that i'm reviewing for kind of funny so it's gonna be very interesting and fun reviewing this game as a follow-up to all right spider-man miles morales i felt this way about it in the review and i talked about these things how does Spider-Man 2, 
like level up on those things. Granted, I know it's a different thing. I know this is like not a spinoff, right? And it's a full fledged thing. It's gonna be longer. And one of my main things with Miles Morales is that like I didn't feel like it had enough time in the story to really develop those characters. But you know, it's really gonna be fun going back in and having this continuity of okay, I've talked. People know where I'm at with Spider Man. People know where I'm at with Miles Morales. Now I get to give like my updated thoughts on where I'm at with the franchise. Like that's another thing that I've gotten to do as often. So I'm excited about it from that perspective. Also, like I'm excited for all the like dumb fun that's going to be had like i want to see what the how like the wing suit stuff feels and i believe there was an article that came out a few weeks ago i forgot who had written it so apologies on that but that said that you can like ride the rides at coney island i think oh so yeah, I'm, i saw that i'm excited about that like i don't know when like we're beelining to coney island <laughs> forget the story like, like venom's wreaking havoc on the city and you're just on a ferris wheel <laughs> yeah like do, 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 in the yeah, spider gonna, suit uh, I'm so like excited about that kind of stuff. And like, I'm hoping to have a more thorough playthrough simply because I've really enjoyed, um, I'm trophy now in miles Morales. Like I did that on stream and digging in more into the weeds of the systems deepened my appreciation for what they were doing. So I'm hoping to like really go over this with like a fine tooth comb. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'll see you on the other side. Yeah. We can, t- we can text about it once we start playing. Once we start Hell playing, yeah. we can't talk about it on the show anymore. So there you go. There's your Spider-Man talk. See y'all at the embargo for now. Enough about Spider-Man. Let's talk about topic of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happened. Jim Ryan has stepped down. This comes directly from Jason Schreier and then very shortly after it came from PlayStation. Uh, I got a post from Jim Ryan, actually, directly that I'm going to read here. Uh, This is posted on the PlayStation website or on the SIE website, I believe, actually. Uh, As you'll have seen today in the news, I've announced my retirement after nearly 30 years at Sony Interactive Entertainment. I did not take this decision lightly, and I absolutely love SIE in our community. But of late, I've been finding it increasingly difficult to strike the right balance between having my home in the UK and my job in the United States. As mentioned in the press release, I will continue my role as president and CEO until March 2024. Effective April 1st, 2024, Hiroki Totoki I will, be, uh, will be appointed interim CEO of SIE while he continues his current role at Sony Group Corporation. I feel humbled at having the opportunity to lead a company delivering products that touch millions of lives. From award-winning games to incredibly immersive technical achievements delivered with the PS5, I'm immensely proud of what we have achieved and very optimistic for the future of Sony Interactive Entertainment. From my beginning in Europe, it was clear that Sony had built something truly special. Generations later, I am still amazed by the excitement and passion of the PlayStation community. It is thanks to you that we have been able to keep innovating and delivering even greater experiences. Since 1994, generations of gamers have inspired us to be better, to push the boundaries, and the results have been incredible. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Again, that is a message directly from Jim Ryan. Janet, of course, me and Tim got to talk about this on KFGD earlier. I want to hear what you think, but also I want to just acknowledge and shout out the fact that, like, you know, for the conversation that's going to happen on PS Love You versus kfgd the way that greg usually um talks about the separation of church and state no the separation of kfgd and ps love you is like newspaper versus magazine and so mm-hmm. like on kfgd right the whole conversation was our immediate reaction i want to get your reaction janet because i'm curious to hear what you think but i want to then parlay this into a conversation just about where does playstation go from here and i got a lot of great write-ins that people sent over into kind of funny.com slash ps so we'll get to that in a second but starting off janet how do you react to jim ryan stepping down I was shocked. Um, I mean, like, that's, again, it sounds a little dramatic, but it's like, where were you when you heard the news? But, like, genuinely, I was recording another show. Like, I was recording the Min-Mex show when suddenly our chat is like, 
hey, Jim Ryan's stepping down. And then we're like, you know, I'm pulling up my phone. I'm looking at him. Of course, it's Jason. Who else would it be? Who else would it be but Jason Schreier? Of course. Um, and then, you know, a few moments later, PlayStation put out their thing, punching the air, I'm sure. That like, oh, like, I don't, you know. But anyway, so, yeah, I mean, it would. I think these stories always come as like a little bit of a surprise in the sense that you never really know when it's going to go down. But I think once you get over a little bit of the initial shock, it's like, okay, well, you know, this is, especially with this being a retirement. Cause when I first read it, it was just like, he's stepping down and I'm like, oh, well, like what's, what's up with that? Like it kind of had an ominous air to it, but then when it kind of was contextualized as his retirement, I'm like, well, you know, people's careers will continue it and move as they like see fit. And if this is like, him calling a shot of like i'm gonna retire here's my like many weeks notice <laughs> you know when you have yeah. a bigger job it's way more of a, of a you know a long uh end to kind of land that plane but it's like okay well yeah i mean I, I am definitely curious to see if his retirement is like one of those more active retirements where he's still like doing stuff in the like industry kind of but um i feel like from this and like the vibe i get i think he is just like straight up hey I've served my time. I've done my work. I'm done. Um, but yeah, any shakeup like this is gonna, I think, at least for me, will momentarily take me aback just because it's like, oh my God, a big change happening at PlayStation. Like mm -hmm. automatically, I'm gonna kind of perk up at that and be like, okay, well now, again, to bring it to the questions that you're about to bring in from the community, you do have then that question of what's next? What does this mean? How will this, how will this impact be felt? And then, you know, you kind of just start to, I guess, wonder for the future. Not in a bad way, but just kind of like, okay, it is a change, and what might yeah. this mean? what does change look like? I want to bring in this write-in from Colby, who writes in and says, as someone who wasn't really paying attention to PlayStation when Jim Ryan was hired, can you provide context to his hiring? When he was brought on, what was the temperature like? And what did people expect from him? Thanks a ton. Love the show. Hope we get a PS2 mini. Uh, and I think that's a very interesting question to ask, uh, just as far as, like, yeah, when he did come in. Because they're talking about... Jim Ryan coming in to take in the role that Sean Layden had before. And Sean Layden left kind of around like where we look at as like peak PS4 era, right? We started to see those first party, big first party games drop like um, Horizon and, and others, right? Going into Spider-Man, going into God of War, right? Around that time is the time that Jim Ryan came through. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about is like the perception of Jim Ryan from the audience, because one of the things I see floating around on social media is people being like, oh man, I don't know if I like Jim Ryan. Like he's all business. Oh man, games and service, all these things. And a lot of those things I think are true. Um, I think Jim Ryan as a leader is perceived as a bit more dry and a bit more, a bit less personality driven of like what his reign of PlayStation looks like. Because when you look back at the, let's say the PS3 era and how weird and experimental we look at uh, that era being, right? When you talk about like the fat princesses and the little big planets and all this stuff. Um, when you transition to the PS4 era and it is these PlayStation games starting to become a bit more prestige and a bit more um, big and like a bit more like, oh, we got a thing going here with single player, third person action and like reinventing our IPs or creating these new IPs that are gonna be the biggest things, uh, things in the world as that's happening as like you're getting your playstation experiences and um sean Layden revealing his crash or his um his shirts right and like you know get getting all these all, all these i guess personality driven things jim the ryan pageantry the pageantry right jim ryan kind of comes through and i think kind of leads with cold hard business but i think that's what we get as the audience and i don't know if that's the full picture when you look at the people that work at PlayStation work alongside Jim Ryan and like what he does. And so, you know, the things I point to, I got a couple tweets here of people tweeting out like, 
milestones, right? Like Jim Ryan was the, he was the PS5 launch. That was the, his thing to mm-hmm. lead, right? And the PS5, you look at it and it's super uh, successful. The only thing is really holding back the PS5 launch are like COVID and um, um, like the chips not being available to create as many PS5s yeah, as they want to. Issues. Yeah, supply chain issues were really the only thing that plagued the PS5 launch. But and like game that, delays a, a little bit as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like game delays and stuff like that. Uh, but then you move on. And I'm pulling from Steven Totillo who tweeted out on, um, on, on Twitter. Nice. Um, par- key parts of his run uh, successful PlayStation expansion onto PC right that was a big Jim Ryan thing um, they're doing the mobile thing we've not seen the fruits of the mobile thing yet but I know that's the thing that, the, that they're working on and then you had like a big run of acquisitions when you're talking about Bungie Haven Housemark, Bluepoint etc um, but then jumping into a tweet from Derek Strickland on Twitter uh, you know he had a record-breaking revenue when he talked about 26.9 billion dollars made in fiscal year 2022 uh, new operating income highs when you talk about 3.091 billion dollars in uh, FY 20 uh, 2020 uh, again major acquisitions with things like Bungie but also Nixus Nixus is one to, to point out as well yeah and then 41.7 million PS5 shipments um, another one I'll pull in here this is uh, Yuichi on Twitter who, who tweeted this out um, one thing I will say about Jim Ryan is that he made the decision to start locking things down early in 2020 for COVID-19. Mm. I believe Sony was the first to back out of GDC that year. He made quick decisions early regarding the safety of everyone at SIE. And that's, that's another thing that like I think we forget, right, in terms of, yeah, early 2020, I remember the early news of like yeah playstation not going to to gdc right all oh, these people are yeah, pulling out from kinda like oh what yeah like, and you're really? like oh and then sure. we're like never mind that was a great decision yeah <laughs> exactly earlier we're like oh that seems like a big that seems like almost like an over adjustment and then yes. yeah you you look weeks later we're like oh no they're right like that was actually yeah. re- really really good call um so as much as you look at jim ryan and like it's very easy to go oh there's a lack of personality oh games as a service is that gonna work oh that one email about his cats <laughs> where he, where... do the email of the cats sit so heavily no that, that one's pretty day? egregious that oh, one's no, pretty it, bad it, it, the, all these things are egregious the cats really egregious like yeah. i'm not i'm not yeah. i'm not taking away no, from but, that i'm saying there's like a full picture that's worth looking at no and like literally this was the conversation like what i love that you like brought in um especially like steven's uh tweets as well because like i think steven's reporting is so fantastic like if you're not following like steven totillo and axios like you're missing out on incredible content and yeah. context and reporting um so definitely like go show steven some love because he does great work um but i love that you bring in all those like factoids and the stats and the contextualization because i definitely think again if we think gut reaction yes a lot of fans and and even you know again we're creators but we're also fans um Jim like, Ryan, it's not 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 your favorite person, maybe yeah, in some just ways. Just right? so. Yes, on like a, a more personal, interpersonal level, I think there's always, you know, again, it's very basic sounding, but like games are fun, and it's like cool when we can kind of see that. I think on display uh, in the way of like presentations and conversations, and I think there's a deep appreciation that uh, the gaming community has for feeling a level of transparency, feeling a level of down to earthness, you know, it's things that like Phil Spencer is often complimented on that. Like not only does he have like a, a great leadership accolades and things like that, but it's also like the way that he operates, the way he moves, the way he is, people really like that about him. Um, Jim Moran doesn't have kind of any of that stuff, no. but then when you, di- when you dial it, but when you zoom out, like you said, you do have to remember that like, okay, just because you're not like, I don't know, I'm not excited if I see you pop up on a state of play or on like a PlayStation showcase because I know you're just going to be here to like read whatever's on a teleprompter in a very like dejected vibe. You're also behind the scenes part of a team that's doing incredible things, right? This era that he operated in. And again, we can debate 
and we only know so much about how much was that him? How much was it how it was already set up? You know, whatever, right? Like the good and the bad. But the reality is it has been a successful time for PlayStation. So while it's not like automatically in jeopardy or something with someone else taking the reins. And again, this is also where like having good systems and having like a good general breakdown of your organization comes into play because you always need to be preparing for what's next, right? You shouldn't build a company where it's like, oh no, this is all we have. Like we have this one guy, this one person um, running everything that if they go, go down, the whole thing's falling apart. Hopefully this is something that maybe has, you know, crossed their mind before and that they've been preparing for in envisioning what is that next step in PlayStation and how do we continue what we're doing well and how do we shake up the things where we could, you know, value or like get value from some new ideas and what what yeah. might those new ideas be? I think is the real big curiosity. So yeah, in some ways, yeah, I know people are gonna be like, oh, I didn't like Jim Ryan. And that's fair and fine. You don't have to like Jim Ryan. But of course. Um Jim Ryan there's still that wonder of how what's the next leadership bit look like? Yeah. Because there's also worse than Jim Ryan. That's also a scary That's the thing is like, <laughs> like you know, you know, and I, don't know. I think we'll get there in a second, right? The one more thing I was mentioning about about Jim Ryan is that Jim Ryan I think was cold hard business in the way that you kind of have to be cold hard business being a president of a corporation that is becoming more and more profitable and more making more and more money and only becoming more and more big on the financial sense right like i think too like the friendly face thing was of an era and we don't really have that as much anymore like phil spencer is very much like friendly face but like mm. doug bowser is not on stage making memes yeah. like you know and i don't think he necessarily needs to be and, I, and at the like, same time like i can't i can't lie that we we like that kind of thing we, it's fun to have to, but it's to also have, to feel a little bit more personality and also like get the ideas out a little bit more and it's just, also like, not a requirement like a sense of identity. is the yes. thing like that's the thing and i think that's the tough thing for gamers to reconcile is like jim ryan doesn't come off as a gamer like sure he's been at playstation for 30 years i'm sure he's played a video game before right like i, I, I like i think that little level of like the gatekeepingness of what's a gamer what's not a gamer sure yeah. throw that out the window you'll get jim ryan you're like all right sure i don't think this man is out there playing xeno gears and shit right like i think he's just doing his thing he's doing his job right? drop he, your psn jim ryan <laughs> i think jim ryan is a businessman that just happens to work at vid work in video games yes but i think he's I, when you look at the again like the cold hard numbers of the way capitalism works i think he does a good job right i think he's making the decisions that need to be made some of those decisions i don't like somebody in, in chat mentioned like man i'd love for japan studios to come back and like mm -hmm. yeah japan studios closed under jim ryan's reign whether or not that was his fault like he's the president of playstation right. i'm sure on some level he has an impact on like that happening right he has but, just like a stream deck open with like all the studios just hold yeah, down the button to close just like all right which one do i close today which one do i acquire today but i'm sorry i fucking love japan studio i think japan studio yeah. means a lot to or meant a lot to playstation it means a lot to fans who have followed the growth of playstation and what um uh the type of games that japan studios was able to bring over to the playstation side right like that was the thing where that closed down that felt like almost like a oh man you only close this down if you don't understand right like you're closing down <laughs> japan studio if you don't get it but you also close down japan studio if you look at the numbers and you're like yeah but what if we just kept making last of us's and horizons as opposed yeah. to like all the weird shit <laughs> weird shit going down in japan studio right like those are the kind of decisions i think you make as a businessman and sure like that leads to a lot of the numbers that leads to like i think playstation being able to sustain and grow and all this stuff but then that also leads into what I think it's going to be an interesting era of PlayStation as we go into games as a service and the future of it. And we talk about the future. Who is next? Are you going to, is PlayStation going to hire somebody that is personality driven and somebody that is going to be a Phil Spencer, or are they going to hire somebody that is going to understand how to um, drive the ship of where PlayStation's already headed in games as a service? I'll think the latter. I think you're going to 
as PlayStation find somebody who understands the PlayStation that Jim Ryan currently is building and be able to level up on that. I think you're going to look internally and go, all right, who, who, who is high up at PlayStation right now that is going to really make games as a service work <laughs> for, for us yeah. and understands why we need these numbers to work. Um, I think when you're looking at a leader, that's probably where you're going to be looking at. Is it what I choose? No, I want Shuhei to be president. But like, <laughs> I think that's how that goes with Janet before we even get into the questions. Like, Oh, also this is a probably a good time to, sh to, to shout out. Greg Miller has a tweet up right now. If you go to kindoffunny.com slash store, uh, can you bring up the Greg Miller tweet? Actually, I want to read it on air. Uh, Greg Miller tweeted this out. PlayStation needs a president you can count on, believe in, and no loved the <laughs> and no loved the PlayStation Vita with all of his heart. Shoe for president. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, if you go to kindoffunny.com slash store, you can get your very own shoe for president, <laughs> shoe for president do shirt. Think, <laughs> do you think Shuhei Yoshida is surprised by how much of like a fandom he has around him? Or does he just like, yeah, this makes sense. Like, is he looking at this? I mean, like, after knowing Greg Miller on? for a certain, like for more than a decade at this point, I feel like he's just got to roll with it, you know? Yeah, I think he just rolls with it. I love the president it. font on this, the PlayStation style font i love cj on the patreon chat says i don't think Shu even wants to be president no, no he doesn't Shu is chilling right now she was like just playing some indie games and going yeah i think this would be good on yeah. playstation like <laughs> which also to that point because like yeah would it be fun if she was president yeah i'd be i'd pop for that for sure oh for sure I just, I'm, a, I'm just a shuhei fan i think all of us are but there's also something to be said about people that are good at the roles that they have and happy in the roles they have and i definitely think that's also shuhei right where it's like he is in a lane that he's incredible at and that he seems to really like and he's like i'm not gonna let that go for what for what for what yeah like i'm i'm so i out. can shut down japan studio like no i like <laughs> i'm right now i'm beloved the people love me yeah i'm chilling i'm doing my thing i'm leading i'm in on the portfolio team getting indie games they're 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 shine i'm doing my thing uh also shout out my dog nick 96 says that was a quick turnaround for this shirt that, shout out to roger mccorney who made that shirt like late in the day yesterday right after the the news broke after the whole team was like Hey, we should do something to celebrate this. Also, we should we should give Shu a push because we love Shu. Um, and so, yeah, go check out that shirt. If you watch the video version, you already saw the design. But like, if you're a listener, PS love you. I'll tell you right now, you want to see the shirt because it is everything you want. Kindofunny.com slash store. I think also with because a lot of people have been memeing, you know, Shu Hey for president and things. So the, the shirt's gonna fit just slot right into our lifestyles already. But I think like, I remember seeing someone be like, Shuhei doesn't want to be president. Like he, he likes his life now. And they like quote tweeted, I think one of his like posts. And I don't know if it was this one, but there's like one where he's like, just having like a delicious cinnamon roll breakfast and like licorice ice cream. And like, this man doesn't want to be president. No, not at all. You know? like, <laughs> he doesn't want he's got that. a great life. Man's Why chilling. would he give this up? <laughs> uh, I want to start. I want to bring in this question from Thunderstruck. who writes in and says, holy shit. What is up? Yes. I love you crew. With the bombshell announcement of Jim Ryan stepping down as president and CEO of PlayStation, I'm curious what this means for the future of PlayStation in terms of the live service future. Where do you think PlayStation realistically goes next? Do they stick to the plan or pivot somewhere else in terms of content? And if you were tapped to be the next president of PlayStation, where would you place your focus for 2024 and beyond? Beyond. Uh, can't wait to hear you. Or can't wait to hear your thoughts and great work as always. So this is basically the topic of the show. What is next for PlayStation? Ask the audience, Janet, I'm going to ask you right now, what is next for PlayStation? Where do they go in 2024 and beyond? I'm, I, you know, the more hearing you talk about it really recontextualized for me that I think they are probably just going to, you know, find a leader who believes and has the expertise to do the games as a service thing, at least presumably, and then rock with that. That probably does make the most sense. 
part of me is like, what if, like, I, I dream about them switching it up, I think. Like, I understand why they're doing the games as a service thing. And I think if they're going to go in and do it and they want to be successful, they do need to, like, you know, we had this debate when we talked about your um, Blessing Show episode, breaking mm. down, like, is it working or not? And I'm like, well, they're going to need to put a lot in and they're going to get a lot of failures as a result. And, like, my concern is, like, will those failures reverberate so strongly that they leave like a lasting negative impact on like PlayStation as a brand, like the studio within the studios, like in terms of shutdowns or layoffs or anything like that. Like, mm -hmm. are you going to roll the dice with people's lives or are you just going to roll the dice with money? Which like, that's fine. Like make less money, like whatever. But um, yeah, so I would, I would love for them to, I would love for them to pivot, but I think they are kind of deep in this era of trying to work the games as a service. You know, they have um, an, I mean, I don't think you can call it a new console, but a new. What would you call like the PlayStation? God, what the fuck is it called? The PlayStation VR. No, the little the little controller portal? thing. The yes. The PlayStation Portal. That? Oh, the accessory. Okay. I guess. Yeah, peripheral. Yeah. Peripheral. Peripheral. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So they have like that peripheral launching, which again, not isn't a, as extreme as a console launch, but it does speak to I think where their heads at in terms of wanting to create like I don't know in a in a an additional experience to kind of uh, complement the PlayStation. So I, I do think they're probably all in on that and, and going straight ahead for what I would want. <laughs> the first thought I had when I read this was like, what would I do as president? I'd pay everyone more money. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> make it rain. President. Just, walk, just uh, walk into a gorilla and throw a bunch of hundreds in the air. Yeah, and then, everyone like, walk gets out, a raise. Walk it in, saw me act, throw more hundreds in the air. And Pixel Opus is back. And also I walk into Naughty Dog and I'm like, hey, I'm not trying to be rude, but can I get an update? <laughs> Pick can up I get the pace. Uh, fucking... Can I get an update? Hey, Neil, what you doing? Factions. Stand up. Like, put out factions, god dang it. Who do I need? I'm bringing back Pixel Opus and they're working exclusively on factions. God. I don't know. Um, Pixel, yeah, do Pixel Opus like stuff. walks into the Naughty Dog studio and they're like, all right, I, I don't know. We make fucking graffiti games, but I guess we're going to make factions Hell yeah, now. Yeah, why not? <laughs> get, get, let's, let's mix it up. Um, yeah, uh, that, that's that's my answer basically which is i don't know if that's like a non-answer answer but i do think they're going to probably lean into the games and services a little bit i think they're gonna well, i feel like their attempt won't be very good and then they'll cancel it afterwards and i'll be like ah, that wasn't really even a strong attempt but maybe cutting your losses is better than not well that's my vibe sam heaney i think is in a similar place uh, sam heaney writes in and says don't fix what ain't broke continue the trend of the past decade or so with high quality first uh, party single player triple a titles but don't rest on laurels use the capital and consumer uh consumer trust slash loyalty that they've earned to continually experiment with new ip in various forms continue nurturing third-party relationships and acquire talented studios that make sense remedy rocksteady or kgp or, or sorry kjp are examples that all make sense to me but acknowledge that none would likely be interested <laughs> um yeah like i mean there is the argument of don't fix what isn't broken right stay the course and in here sam heaney is, re is referencing like the single player output that we love right like the, the playstation that the playstation that we've known for the last decade that's been killing it that's not necessarily bringing in like the upcoming stuff into it, but I think that'll be part of it, right? I think when you talk about invest in experimenting, invest in new IP, like Concord and Fair Games, these games are experimenting, right? That is new IP. That is an investment that you're making to see what's going to hit, what's not going to hit. Um, and I think it goes back to what you're saying, Jan, of like, hey, a lot of these might be misses, but if you get one or two wins, is that going to be worth it for you? Possibly. Uh, I want to bring in another one. From Big Bad Beluga who writes in and says, I hope PlayStation starts returning to their roots of taking chances and being different. 
The PS2 slash PS3 era of weird uh, first-party originals is long gone in exchange for existing IP and service games to guarantee recurring revenue. I want to see the Sony that took a chance on Demon Souls, on Resistance, on Patapon, Patapon. Stop chasing trends and start making them again. Interesting one. How do you feel? I, I that, feel like those are two like almost gone. opposing <laughs> ideas. I like. I just feel like we're. I don't know. I mean, there's. I definitely don't want to be all doom and gloom in terms of, um, I don't know. I feel there's a lot of conversations sometimes around, like, all games are the same, all AAA, AAA is stale, there's no new idea. Like, I think that's a little head-ass, like, that's a little dramatic. Um, so I don't want to lean all the way into that, but I do think the era of, like, the weirder stuff is mostly behind, because, like, the, the heavy hitters are, are going to be a little bit more normative, but I do want to see continue kind of like tying in both those like last comments or those those last two write-ins like i do want to continue to see a new ip and i think you really need that to like create something that ends up being old ip right like mm -hmm. i would love for horizon to, which maybe maybe horizon's gonna develop this problem earlier than i'd like it to but i would love for horizon to be the like i don't know right three games maybe four games max in kind of thing with like maybe like a multiplayer or whatever they got their side stuff they're working on and then it just kind of ends and for that to be like oh do you think they'd ever bring back horizon i would love for us to be having those conversations about like something that was dope that came and went that like speaks towards like that playstation brand but you only get horizon by like putting out horizon one you know what i mean like that's how mm -hmm. you're gonna get to like that three and the four so i want they need to keep putting out new stuff so that the new stuff can become old stuff that we're like, oh man, remember this great like franchise? Like, I, yeah, they need to have a good mix and mash of that to keep like the calendar being okay. We know there's going to be a new like Spider Man or a new whatever, and, and then this new younger thing coming up. I, li I like the fact that like we have Uncharted, which yes. came and then went. And yes. like, it's something that now, like, as we get further from it, like, I think we're only going to get more and more of a hunger for a return of Uncharted. I think also go for it. I am finally going to play, um, uh, is it called Lost Legacy? Lost Legacy. Yeah. Game? I'm playing that like in a few weeks with my brother. Fuck yeah. So oh, you're, I I'm think excited. you're going to like Lost Legacy. Allegedly. That's what's like the memes of like, but wait, the next one's better. When I'm not going to lie. Four does hit pretty well. Yeah. I don't and got it's too a spin off of four. four. Yeah. Like, good. Um, yeah, four four is good. It's a little long, but like I don't have too many complaints. Which is why you're four. gonna like Lost Legacy because Lost Legacy is shorter. It's, it's like yes. the length of the first one, but it, with yes, the writing short, quality of gang. the fourth one. Yeah, and like, it features two, two dope women. You don't have to worry about Nathan Drake, who I know people love Nathan Drake. I like Nathan Drake a lot, right? But like I don't know, I liked having an Uncharted game that didn't start. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Like, I, I, I thought it, it brought something really fresh to the series. So, the, but the, but to your point, like the thing that I think PlayStation does well, for the most part, and again, the <laughs> franchises that I have the most beef with are a little long in the tooth. Like Ratchet's been going for a long time. Like yeah. I was a child when that came out, and like you know, right? But generally, I think they're really good at like we're gonna rock something. We know, but we also know when to let go, and I think that's a rarity. Um, and and to like to the point I was making too, PlayStation. right? Like I, I, I'm curious on what PlayStation will look like when we get to the place where. Ghost of Tsushima and Horizon are the new Uncharted, where, like, mm -hmm. we've gone through the Ghost of Tsushima trilogy, and we've gone through the Horizon trilogy, and now, like, those have been sunsetted. They're just living in the uh, in the ether somewhere in the IP library, and now, like, those studios are doing something new. And now, like, we have created this ethos to 
oh, but like at any point we can reach back into the horizon yes. pocket or we can reach back into the ghost stream of pocket. It can, it can come back as a nostalgia thing. I'm going to be 45 years old by the time we get there. But the idea, <laughs> the idea of that PlayStation, a PlayStation that has continued to cultivate new IP and continue to level up and move on to the next thing. Um, for me, that does strike me as exciting, right? And I think there's a balance there of, hey, like we want to continue experimenting. I think PlayStation does that pretty, pretty well. Like Returnal was such a different thing for PlayStation and it worked and it worked really well. I think the the multiplayer stuff in theory could be that, right? Like that's all, that's all new stuff. And I think that is going to have to prove itself. And when we get there, if it does prove itself, guess what? Like you did it. Maybe you have a few more Returnals, maybe you have a few more um, uh, fresh IP, but we'll have to play the wait and see game. Mattman562 writes in to kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y, just like you can, and says, I want to see the return of smaller titles to fill out PlayStation's lineup. While I love Sony's big blockbuster titles, I don't think that two to three first-party titles a year is enough for a console manufacturer. Being able to bolster that lineup with a couple of smaller puppeteer or Fat Princess or Resogun-style games would go a long way to getting a bigger lineup of titles, as well as allowing PlayStation to experiment again with more obscure ideas and genres and reinstate that side of PlayStation's identity that I feel has been lost in recent years. I did pop for that because I literally have because like you know obviously I have a couple different tabs running here like the show doc and whatever I literally have pulled out into another tab Puppeteer because I, and I only played it like a freaking I don't know ten minutes of Puppeteer but I fell in love with Puppeteer I just didn't finish it because I was playing on PlayStation Now Rip um, to that which is now transformed into something else but yeah, plus to extra their point baby. yes it's a, yeah now it's extra and premium it's premium I guess now because it's old right um, yeah anyway but. Those are like totally the titles that I'd love to see too. I mean, I, I do think obviously a bigger output is generally beneficial. Um, I think for me in this next era of PlayStation, you know, it's funny because with the Jim Ryan thing, like things change, but then things also don't. Cause again, we're not like heavy behind the scenes. I'm sure internally this is like a, you know what I mean? Like that's like, that hits different than it does for us on the outside where we're just kind of mm-hmm. more consuming the software and the news and things, but um, kind of stuff remains the same, right? There are studios that I have my eye on and I'm like, Hey, what's up with team Asobi? What's up with bend? What's media molecule going to get up to? Like, I think those are, see, that's, that's been where my eyes been looking for a long time. I think for me, right. I guess for this write in in relation to the news of Jim Ryan, right? Like I don't foresee a PlayStation where indie titles are put on the same pedestal as the horizons and the god of wars and stuff just because those are now like those are where you're that's where you're getting all your money like god of war and horizon and all these things like that can exist and playstation could like sweep away all the like the new indie titles that come day and date to the platform and still be fine right because they're putting all their money all their energy into these games that sell tens of millions of copies for them that's why when you look at we've talked about this multiple times on the show about like playstation isn't necessarily the best place for indies uh Mm -hmm. it's like you know, you're if you're an indie, you're going to sell a lot of copies on PlayStation because so many people own PlayStation. But when it comes to development and publishing, publishing your game on the store and visibility and all these things, right? It's easier to like put out a thing on Steam. It's easier to put out a thing on Switch. Um, it might be more beneficial to put out a thing on Xbox to be able to get a deal with Xbox Game Pass and all this stuff. PlayStation doesn't necessarily have the imp- the um, impetus to really put in the effort to giving indies like that level of pedestal on their platform when their money is made so much from the first party stuff. Like I would like to see that stuff happen. Right. I would like to see out. And I, and I think it's, it's that plus the fact that we have games like stray, we have games like Sifu, we have other games that are these third party games that come on the platform because 
PlayStation and like Shuhei's team in particular are talking to these devs and giving them reasons or giving them money or giving them PlayStation Plus extra access or giving you these these different incentives to come through. And then you have those moments of like, oh, here's a Kano Bridge of Spirits that is exclusive at launch for PlayStation. And I think that for them does more than what a puppeteer even would, right? Puppeteer, and I'll have to double check this. I believe Puppeteer was like made in-house in PlayStation. Was that Japan Studio? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Puppeteer, right? That was made by a PlayStation Studio. PlayStation at least the current PlayStation that exists, and I think a future PlayStation as well, doesn't want a Media Molecule or a Naughty Dog or a, a Sony Santa Monica to be working on a puppeteer. It's like, no, make us money. <laughs> make so us something big. what do you think big. they're going to, like, what is that? I feel like Media Molecule's DNA is so... Media Molecule funky. is the lo- most likely to make a puppeteer, but I yes. don't know if the next Media Molecule game is going to be that. I think what the do next... you think? Are you think it's live service then for Media Molecule? Are they going to be in the funky live service train or something i think the next media molecule game will, will probably be a little big planet i my pitch would be a little big planet reboot that goes mm. hard on the live elements of it and mm. like i think i think what we're seeing with um what was it called Sackboy's big adventure where we saw Sackboy's big adventure get costumes every week for no reason i think that's them <laughs> prepping for all right, when we go back to Media Molecule and have them make a Little Big Planet game and just call it Little Big Planet and make it this games and service thing, we're prepping for what that content rollout will look like post-launch. I'll do you one better, Bless. Mm-hmm. If you're talking reboot, we're killing, we're killing Sackboy. And it's Astro's Little Big Planet. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Finally, Astro's just take it all the way over. And it's Ooh. collab between it is Astro's and Universe Molecule. and we're all just living in it. Dude, a game called Astro's Universe, I don't even know what that game is, but I'm already in. That right? sounds incredible. Coming 2024. No, I don't know. Um, this is what I want. That, also, that would be really cool if they could collab on that. I think that'd be like the perfect game. Piggy, piggybacking on something that you just said, Janet, right? Talking about like the, the big games and stuff. What I want out of a feature of PlayStation, I want the same quality of first party from the studios, but I wouldn't mind more of the shorter games. Like, I, I don't think... Like, I don't need the PlayStation first party but stuff to be. But not Spider Man though. <laughs> I, if Spider Man Miles Morales is like just maybe a few more hours long in the story, like my thing is I don't need. Like Miles Morales is punching the air here, and you say that, you know that. <laughs> I don't need twenty five to thirty hours. Give me like more fifteen hour games in that range, maybe thirteen hours even. If if that means that we could get maybe a, a quicker pace of releases, I'd be down what for would that. that. What would that look like though? You know, like in terms of team and project like i mean last well the first last of us isn't that long but the second one's definitely like second one's like what, 25 hours some, i feel like it Roughly. something like that at least, at least yeah. 18 for sure so i don't know because I, I i wonder if that time is like no longer there for like what AAA looks like at least from playstation because i can't think of other than like which even miles wasn't that like at least 12 hours or something you know what i no. mean like, I'm just, wait let me do I, how long to beat on miles yeah do the how long to be real quick um i just wonder miles, if we're done with that according to miles to how long to beat miles was seven and a half hours okay and like honestly if you skip all the cutscenes in that game that shit is like four hours because that my, my second play <laughs> and that's why that, that trophy like, is so hour, easy really? <laughs> like my second playthrough of that game flew by so quickly um but my thing i think my thing is it was interesting talking to sam lake same like came over to preview Alan Wake for us. He was also on KFGD. And on KFGD, I asked him about game length. And he was talking about how for a lot of gamers, um, game length is a factor for a purchase because that like if I'm going to spend $60 on a thing or if I have to make the choice to buy a game, 
um, getting more bang for my buck in terms of game length might actually be a selling a selling factor. I think for PlayStation first party games, I I'd be curious to see how much that factor actually matters. Like if God of War Ragnarok was 15 hours instead of 25 hours, and let's say it was the, let's say it was the same quality of game. Let's say in that 15 hours they told just as good of a story as they did in the 25 mm-hmm. hours because I think they did great with the 25 hours. Um, if I even had that number right, it might be 30 hours, but I forget. If they're able to make a 15-hour God of War Ragnarok, does that sell less if it's just as good? I'd be so curious. It's impossible to know, but I'll be so curious on what that would look like because I think if that's the case and you can get more bang for if you can do that and then maybe pump out more games in a quicker pace. I think the issue is like PlayStation has, and this is like a, it's not like a bad problem to have or anything. I guess in a way it's a good problem, right? Because you kind of, I feel like as a studio, if you can have a higher hour count, like a media hour count, like unless you're, you know, having it be very bloated, most people aren't going to be like, oh, it's too long. Because usually when people get, when people say it's something's too long, it's not necessarily the time. It's like how the time feels. And to your point with Miles, like I do agree with you on like, it felt too short, not because it was, was literally too short, but just because I didn't feel like I got, I wasn't fully satisfied. Yeah. With how the For story me, I would, out. that's my thing is like, I think the, yes. the main story um, progression didn't i didn't like the pacing of it It just felt too quick i didn't get enough I, out of those I characters think though, like with what playstation you know it's funny because they're all they're all still different studios with different styles and different like writing and ethos and all these things but i think one of the connective through lines is their pursuit of like almost like an epic in terms of storytelling obviously not as long as an epic but you know like it, there there's a lot of grandiosity lately to a lot of the storytelling they have even if you think of the jump from like last of us one to two like that hour count is like way the the gap is pretty significant yeah. um and again now we can debate was last of us two too long did it need eight endings like i don't know you know it's like okay i, I love last yes. of us two but i'm not gonna yes. lie when i got to that last area i was like we still in this like okay yes. like and i was tired i was tired in santa barbara i'm not gonna lie to you i was looking at the clock and that's my thing is it might this is actually to my argument last of us 15 hours like that's the length i want last is part two in my argument yeah like i think in terms of pacing and length I way prefer I think the last was the best short-ish game of our generation. This is so dramatic <laughs> of our generation, but Control I think really nailed it. And again, it's not PlayStation, but it's like eleven and a half hours. I think that game is fantastic. I have almost no notes except for the map is bad, um, and it was a little like rough performance-wise when it launched. But like that game does not feel like it's only twelve hours or something. Yeah. Really cut. But I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. PlayStation just they 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 got chunky tales to tell, so it's hard. I, I think they do. To imagine them wrong. landing, uh, other than spinoff stuff like what we were talking about with Lost Legacy, where you're like, oh, and I think Lost Legacy. I also do think perfect Miles. Length. I do think Miles would have hit differently for everybody, um, myself included, if they said this is a side game, because then I wouldn't have had the same they, expectations. I think for they it. they implied it though. Like I think for me, I was going into it as a side game, right? Like I think the fact that it was. $40? $50? I forgot how much they charged. But the fact that they charged less than the 70 Yeah, but it's still mainline. So it's like, you know, and it, it, I know it's now we're getting into semantics, and which is a little bit silly in itself, because at the end of the day, like, oh, is it a good game, a good game, whatever, right? But mm-hmm. like, and, it, and Miles is still a great game, but I do think well, this is kind of part of our, bring it back to like the write-in, that conversation about you know, the idea of shorter games at a higher rate from PlayStation, for me, why I would like that to a degree, I struggle to imagine what studio could really take up that mantle, especially as, you know, we don't have things like Japan Studio, we don't have Pixel Opus, we don't, you know, I feel like a lot of those players that I think would excel 
in a in a shorter game length are either no longer around or maybe aren't going to get the quote unquote permission to do that is my kind of interesting that i don't know man uncharted lost legacy looking up the how long to beat seven hours for the main story and i think uncharted i think naughty dog would be the perfect like not test bed, but I think they would be able to pull it off and play safe. I think they be like, would. I think it. they would actually. You're you're not wrong because when you think of even just like again DLC, so it's not a game, but Left Behind. Yeah, Left they did more with Left Behind than some people do with like with full games. A lot more, you yeah. know. It's like you know, so I could I could see it. I could see it, but then I think they would have to then create. To me, that'd be a different vertical because I think you would have to couch those as side game side stories because i do think but when like, you hit mainline there's that expectation but like there's control space. control isn't a side game and that's no, 11 but control hours exists in its own thing it's not a playstation game either so yeah it's not playstation but I, also I, I know this is a, a different argument a different conversation with a uh, indie game but bless one of the best games we've ever played undertale you can play that in five hours yeah oh yeah dude there's some gone home yeah. is one of my favorite games and i like you can play that in two hours right yeah. like i think there's but then but gone, bring it back uh, to that conversation. Uh, oh, go full, ahead, go ahead. I would say, yeah, Gone Home's also not full price, right? It's also it's not a seventy dollars game per se. Undertale, you're also not going to pay sixty dollars for. But also, I think a like Control, you are paying full price for, right? Yeah. Like I think I think anything of over ten hours, people are fine. I, I, I don't, I'm not gonna. I guess I won't like put everybody right. in the box of being fine, right? But like a lot of people will pay full price for a game over. Yeah, $10. I mean, I definitely I think, think that like, makes to, sense to your conversation with Sam Lake. Like, obviously, like there's a level of. I mean, there's a level of acceptableness from the consumer for a lot of um, our accounts, frankly, even at the full AAA price. I just feel like looking at PlayStation and how they like have been producing games uh, outside of doing side games, I struggle to see when mm-hmm. they are dipping into that. Even though I do think Control, it, both in quality and narrative and everything, you know, like when someone wrote in and mentioned like the dream of PlayStation acquiring Remedy, even though they wrote that that probably would never happen because they don't think <laughs> those companies want to be acquired. Um, but yeah, like that would totally fit in with the library, but th- my thing is, I don't think PlayStation has a remedy. And if they do have a remedy, I think that they're making like longer games for some reason mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, but anyway, that, I, I do agree with the, it'd be ideal to, I think, overall, when I look at like PlayStation, like I think there's things they definitely do well that they excel in that feeds into the brand identity of PlayStation, which for us over here, it's story driven, action adventure, AAA, nice budget, nice polish. That's PlayStation. But I think it's always beneficial to have additional verticals to hit. And I do think that mm. they are kind of running the risk of being a little bit like so in their lane that their other lanes aren't really thriving. And that's the whole point of like them co- trying to go into this games as a sort of thing. Again, is that a lane they should be dipping into? Uh, I don't know. Like if they could pull it off, it's going to be awesome. But I think there's a lot of concern on whether they can. And I do think this kind of middle ground would be a really fun lane for them to explore. I don't think they will, but I would love to see it, especially with, I think teams that have, a space to operate in terms of like you don't have a, a strong ip association you know looking at media molecule again they've done a lot of great things to make a name for themselves but right now what are they going to do next it could be anything and i love that and i hope it's something really cool that maybe isn't 30 hours right i think they'd be a good fit for something like that but i don't know what they want to do and i don't know what playstation envisions let, me, let, me, let me tell you about this game called do. trend that more people i know but that's but even that you know you can't buy trend though you have to buy dreams to play trend yeah but like it's still a game it's still like trend yeah and again you, in, you in, know, a, in a weaker year i'll put trend in my top 10 <laughs> hey man we're we're this is a dreams apologist show like i love trend so much me too like i have, so, I have so many trend, dreams feelings. here's the thing if there's a puzzle game category at the game awards for sure i'm writing in trend i think there is isn't there no i don't think there's a puzzle game really? category yeah 
He should add that. Why do we have family game? Take that out. Put puzzle game in there. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Let's let's write a thing to to check you. I'm so tired of honestly because nobody knows what a family game is. No, I'm gonna, actually I'm gonna write trend into family game. Fuck it. Just cause just cause fuck them. <laughs> well, also because I love trend. Well, if Sifu can be best fighting game, trend could be best family game. Because obviously yeah, no one's don't fucking, remind me. No one's calling out how dumb some of us are. Don't remind and, me I'm, about Sifu. And this, I know it's from inside the house because again, you were you know on last year's thing through kind of funny, and mm -hmm. I was on there through min max. So I get we're. We are our community fucked up. I'm pretty and sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Kind of funny. <laughs> wrote in Sifu for yeah, best like fighting you guys game. We, and I, I was mad. On? I was mad for like a week. All right, I'm not gonna name names. I mean, you get to save me and Roger. Barrett and Roger. <laughs> Why are y'all embarrassing? <laughs> I was Fucks, man. Industry. We don't give a shit. I was Nothing heated means in the anything. Slack. They're just fucking words. Grow no, up. Sifu's not a fucking but we're fighting still making game. The show, You're Barrett. It's a video Sifu. game show. None of this matters. Anyway. And, I, and here's the thing. I, I love, love Sifu, Sifu more like... than multiverses. Sifu's not a fighting game. <laughs> you fight in it, though, you know? God damn it. God damn it. Um, so you fucking walk in every game? Is there a game of walking sim variant? Yeah, Is there a walking walk sim category? Because if there was, we'd write all the games in. Man. Let me put Red Dead 2 in. Checkmate. All right, for the next 30 seconds, I'm going to need none of us to say curse words, all right? Because I'm really trying to get to this ad. But while we're here, I, I will sure. say there's a, there's a puzzle game category. All right, we're talking about train. Does um, what was the game that we're all excited for? Viewfinder, Viewfinder. make it in there? How do you know I was talking about Viewfinder? <laughs> because I know you, and That's I know fair. what you mean. You know what That's I mean? Fair. We could be like, "What's the one where the guy has the hat?" And someone will be like, "This one." It's like, yeah, um, Viewfinder. There's a lot of good puzzle games. Uh, Cocoon. Out. Cocoon just came out. Um, I had to like, oh my god, that out yet? Okay, well, the reviews are out at least. Oh, Humanity. Um, Humanity's in there too. It's a great year for puzzle Not, games. Uh, I was over the you know, PlayStation was rocking humanity. It was a good time. It yeah. was on, you know, you could play it in VR. Exactly. I did. Forget. I mean, I did play it in VR. Oh, how was it? Pretty cool. It was good. It was good. It was decent. <laughs> no, I mean, I, anyway, pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. cool. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what else is pretty cool? Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny, you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Have the avocados gone bad? Is the hot sauce bottle empty? You can try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. You already know how much all of us here at Kind of Funny love DoorDash, but with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or they'll make it right. If you want even more value, you can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership with easy substitutes right in the app and best in class customer support. You can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code KINDA at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code KINDA. Don't forget, that's code KINDA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This episode's brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they 
they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's ShadyRays.com. Use the code KINDAFUNNY. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people at Kind of Funny how many subscriptions they have that they forgot they are still paying for. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bills and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Janet, I'm going to bring in a question from Jacko Dickinson, a.k.a. The mm-hmm. Backlogs, who writes in and says, the only thing I want to see from PlayStation in the future is better support for fans. They're obviously killing it with content output, both first and third party, but is lacking in services and other reasons to invest in the platform. Recent price hi- Price hikes. Price hikes for a PS Plus, a streaming service that hardly works for me personally in the Midwest. Lack of social features to want to connect with people. I find it hard to use my PlayStation outside of anything but first-party exclusives. See, I read through this, and for the better support for fans thing, I immediately was thinking about PlayStation experience. Because I mm-hmm. miss, like, that fan uh, get-together, right? Like, that always happened right after the Game Awards. Uh, yeah. And it was always, like, a fun thing to go to, right? I, mi- I miss that community element uh, of PlayStation. Yeah, I- I'd agree. And it's funny because we had the, you know, the conversation earlier about, which I think we both still stand by, you don't need to be, like, a personality to be, like, a president. Like, those mm-hmm. are kind of not necessarily related um, anyway. Like, you jumping on camera to do some content, like, versus the business stuff behind the scenes. But I do think part of that um, has inadvertently coincided, like that shift of like personality to not with also some of that 
just a more community feel from PlayStation. I mean, we talk about that a lot on the show um, where there is kind of this like PlayStation will like <laughs> again throw out like amazing content. They make fantastic games, mm-hmm. but it's like there's not like, you know, gathering stuff. There's not as much like heart in in anything that they do in terms of how they present this stuff. Again, the games themselves, yeah, totally fantastic. But even just in how, like, the showcase, you know, pacings that we have, the state of plays, whether or not those are good, or, you know, th- there's there's a lot of, I think, space for growth in terms of PlayStation feeling like a place that it's connecting with community and a place that cares about its community. Again, and that's not to say that they don't care about the community. It's just that we don't really feel cared about in some ways. Like, there isn't as much... Um, I guess effort put in it's like we're like you know just like an old married couple together and it's like hey like let's get a date night on the calendar you know what i mean like let's like have a little like a fan fest something in terms of that i think yeah for this write-in though um yeah i mean you could always use more um like perks in terms of like service stuff for sure and i do think the price hike was kind of an l in the sense that like i even though the service is kind of a revamp of an existing service i do think it feels like, oh man, a price hike already. Like we kind of just got here type deal. So there definitely mm. are, um, I think, spaces for growth. But it's funny because this ends with like, except for the first party exclusives, and it's like, yeah, well, that's like that's PlayStation's bread and butter. Bread and I definitely butter. don't want them to rest on their laurels of how dominant they are in their first party output because that's how you end up like eventually falling behind. But yeah, I mean, they make God of War, so they're like, does it really matter that we don't have? A little fan fest and like I, I want them to do both but i don't know maybe they just it doesn't seem to be a priority for them currently and then in a similar note russ sadler writes in and says i'd like to see a playstation leadership that engages with their customer base uh similar to the early ps4 era and the current xbox era the current playstation seems very corporate even their state of plays and showcases are mostly disembodied voices i want to know that playstation will continue to make games for uh for gamers and that they understand what gamers want and that's i think that's the tough thing of the disconnect between playstation what the what the role of a playstation president is right when you're the president of the corporation of playstation versus being the president of a worldwide studios or i guess playstation studios in the case of herman holst right versus being somebody who's doing portfolio in the case of sean benson who we saw in the last state of play um you know like i think somebody like herman holst would be such a great person to see like lead the helm he's done this in like state of plays in the past and stuff but like in in, uh, showcase of hey this is what playstation uh, studios are is working on here's uh, something from our team over at Gorilla, right? Like somebody to really lead that voice. It'd be cool to see even more of that and more like sit down interviews, get him on the giant bomb couch, all that stuff, right? Like that would be the funnest thing ever. I I think PlayStation has grown beyond that, beyond. Uh, And like, I don't don't even know if it's the role of the president to be able to decide that kind of thing, right? Like I think that's more so of the joint, hey, as PlayStation, when we look at ourselves, how much do we want to extend into like letting people have access to us and feeling like we're these down to earth characters versus just doing your role, right? Like Herman yeah. Holst is already busy leading like, um, a, uh, I keep wanting to say worldwide studios, but PlayStation studios, right? Like yeah. Shuhei is doing all this stuff for indies and like, you know, I'm sure uh, periodically we're going to see him or Sean Benson show up at a state of play to go, Hey, here are the indies we got going on. Here's what little devils inside is up to you. Like, you know, getting those updates, but yeah, like, I'm I'm I I'm I'm with Russ where it'd be cool to see that down to earthness more, but I feel like that era, one I feel like that era is just gone. But then also yeah. I don't even know if the play if the PlayStation president is even the person to do that at this point. 
Yeah, same. And I, I think, too, um, besides the era kind of being gone, in a sense, for, I think, just, like, corporations across the board, uh, when you think of the big three, even though there are exceptions, like, I think Xbox has the best, um, like, community-facing content, uh, for lack of a maybe better term, where they have, like, I think they just brought back, like, one of their podcasts they do, like, in-house. They have, like, a bunch of uh, creators. Like, and again, I'm not saying that no other company is doing anything like this. Like, that, I'm not trying to say that they're the, literally the only ones doing it. But, like, I casually follow that kind of content, and I mostly see it from the Xbox side. Mm -hmm. And even when you think of things like, you know, back in the day, like, uh, Kit and Krista, shout out to the Kit and Krista podcast, they used to do Nintendo Minute. Um, no one's done that in their wake, and they, like, took those all off YouTube, like, or, like, privated them on YouTube, you know? Like, and that's something that they very much, they had a passion for it, and they did it to the side of their job, like you were saying. So I do think, in general, across the board from the big three, again, Xbox is already doing a really good job so maybe they're exempt from this conversation but i think there could be a lot of benefit from just doing more content um even if you hire people specifically to do that kind of content um from like the community side and i don't know uh, brands just don't seem interested in doing that for whatever reason maybe they don't the roi isn't good enough for them um but i mean there's a lot of things in general that like brands could be doing like i never understood why there aren't more just like in-house guides done like yeah why are you guys not producing your own guides? You'd get like a kajillion views on it and mm. it'd be like done better than anybody can do it because you're making the games. And they have like some stuff integrated with like the game help on the console. But I think even that was kind of, you know, it didn't really hit the way I think some people maybe envisioned it might. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot, a lot of directions you can go in. But yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to ever be too friendly but i would like to them to be a little bit friendlier even if it is just like yeah. you have a host that you use like there's a lot of ways to go about it that don't necessarily need to involve like i i get you know the next jim ryan's not gonna jump on like a twitch stream and like do a let's play or something and and they do have some content like i i know especially in the indie sector like they have like their little let's play of like stray and, and content like that, that they put out but um yeah so you know it, more would always be better but maybe that's just not ever high priority enough to really like get it off the ground so janet those are all the ridings we got for the topic of the show now it's time for this week in playstation i'm going to tweet the, i'm going to treat this like a quick hits because sure. these are all these are all like pretty quick ones so starting off a ransomware group claims that breached all sony sy systems yeah i saw this <laughs> there's like some like they're playing starfield as they wrote this they're like oh man yeah we breached your systems we're going to treat this like we're in space uh, battle uh this is tom ivan at vgc ransomware group ransomed.vc claims to have successfully breached sony group and is threatening to sell a cache of data stolen from the Japanese company. While his claims remain unverified, Cybersecurity Connect reports that the relative ransomware newcomer has racked up an impressive amount of victims since bursting onto the scene last month. We have successfully compromised all Sony systems, the group claimed on both the clear and dark nets. Uh, we won't ransom them. We will sell the data due to Sony not wanting to pay. Uh, data is for sale. They wrote that in all caps. And then there was also a follow-up of Sony saying that they are investigating. Um, this is like news, but also a PSA of like, hey, <laughs> maybe change your passwords. I don't know. Like, yeah. it seems like they got access to all that shit. So be careful out there. Right? Stay two, safe. What is it? Two-factor authentication? Yeah. 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 Do that. Do that. I've, I, yeah, I updated all my stuff like Me yesterday. Too. Yeah. Be, and be, just I, be aware of your accounts, you know. I took all my like cards off and then I like changed my password and then I already had two factor on. Um, mm. For my two factor thing too, I use an app. I use one password, which you do have to pay for one password, but like it has a family plan. So like 
Isaiah pays for it. Like, I don't pay for it. But yeah, if you're looking for ways to, <laughs> to like, set up. Because, like, two-factor, you can do it, like, on your phone and stuff, too, with, like, text. But, like, some mm. places, if you want to have, like, I found that to be the easiest thing to do for it. But, um, yeah. I feel like this happens kind of, not a lot, but, like, I don't know. Like, blessing, like, a, a million years ago, I, like, messaged you that someone got my information on PlayStation, my card information, and bought all those <laughs> playstation seems like the least secure place possible yeah like like okay i feel like i didn't say <laughs> like what like, was it like every christmas this, doesn't psn go down well that was the thing for a while i feel like it hasn't happened in a minute yeah but i feel like playstation was always the place where it's like another yeah. one you know like oh, like okay. i didn't um i didn't post about it for obvious reasons like i don't want to be like, hey i got whatever right but like <laughs> so i'm like I, it, enough time has passed and i've gotten enough new cards or whatever that's fine but like yeah i don't know someone tried to buy like every the hot the hottest games of the year and then i was telling blessing i'm like do you think they listen to ps i love you and they're like oh i just took this, this vicious information <laughs> just buy, buy um, all of our games so yeah, no, yeah they, got, they were getting, getting 2k they were getting like all the big hit ghost i think was in there like i got Hell the yeah. receipts and everything Hell like yeah they were they were catching up protect your account and then just in case you know maybe cancel uh, ps plus or just bring it down to the basic ps plus you know I don't, does, I don't, does that help? <laughs> Are you nah. Phil Spencer? <laughs> no, nah, I'm just, you know, extra and uh, whatever the fuck. Premium? Yeah. At the very least, yeah, maybe bring it out from premium to extra. That's just, that's just general advice. I'm sitting advice. extra for the next, I think, year, and then I, I don't know what I'll do after I'm that. bumping it. I, I have a reminder on my calendar, Janet, because uh, they sent the email of like, hey, we're bumping up prices like hella. Mm -hmm. uh, I have my, um, or, and so like your like price will stay the same until your yearly renew in like mm. November. So I have a calendar reminder on like November 1st to bring it down to the very, very basic. Because I'm, I'm not, I'm not touching extra. Extra just always gets me with it. There'll be like one game that I'm like, I want that game. And then I'm just there for the next year. I'm I'm too things, busy trying like I like I can barely keep up the with the codes no, that we right. get that wrong. like I'm not I don't have the time man yeah premium like I God I wish the library excited anymore but it's just not an exciting library to me extra I think I would have extra if we weren't blessed here and like got codes for games I could see myself having extra just having access to a library of games um, that's true I just I, I, I just I, have extra right now. I don't love that they. Uh, hiked up the prices so much for consumers. the price hikes suck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's really high. Uh, another one for you. Sony announces Horizon Forbidden another West one. Complete Edition. Another one for PS5 and PC. Uh, this is Wesley at IGN. Um, they announced it. Uh, PS5 is coming out on October 6th, and then the PC version launches early 2024. That's being developed by Nixus Software, and that is going to have both the base game, but then also it's going to have the nice little Burning Shores DLC for you, and it's going to have a bunch of stuff. Apparently, there's a resources pack that comes with it. And so, again, if you want Hell some yeah. extra heals in Horizon, some, boom. Some extra rat skins. <laughs> yeah. Some I saw. I got to the resources pack, and I was like, "Who's buying a this for the resources pack?" A bag of rat bones. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. All right cool. I'm getting the complete edition for it, but that's very exciting. Um, but what also is, is exciting is that we got the PS Plus monthly games for October, and they are the Callisto Protocol, Farming Simulator 22, and Weird West. Weird West is actually kind of cool. If you want to check that out, I've played a bit of it. Uh, I'm sure if you're a farmer, Farming Simulator 2022 is going to be a great one too. Uh, if, you're, if you're really a farmer, you're probably playing Farming Simulator like 2023 or 24. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because you like the the normies trying to break into the industry. <laughs> if you if you like Dead Space style games, close to Protocol. If you like Dead Space style games, buy the Dead Space remake. Or, Damn. you know, Callisto Protocol. Or the medium, right? 
No, no, oh, okay. not the medium. No. Honestly, Go hot Fort, take. I'd rather Fort play the. I'd, I'd play the medium again before I play Callisto Protocol. Okay, you know what, man? You know what? I'm gonna step up and I'm gonna defend. I, I don't. I don't need to defend Callisto Protocol. No. I like anyway, the game. But but you know what? We don't need to beat it up either. Let's move on. But it was like, good it, to it's, me. It's, it is not like the hottest month for PlayStation Plus games, but yeah, yeah. Weird West is my shout out. It is what this, it is. Play uh, some Weird West. Trifecta. Uh, PlayStation picks for you. The drop this week looks like this. Uh, I got Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty on PS5. My Time at Sandrock, Paleo Pines, Infinity Strash, Dragon Quest Adventure of Die, Sonic Frontiers, The Final Horizon, uh, Cocoon, and then EA Sports FC 24. It's a big old week. Have some fun out there. Uh, Janet, we picked quite a few games to play on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about... What do I want to talk about? I'm going to give some quick quick hits of impressions. I played like 30 minutes of Cocoon. Mm-hmm. pretty cool i want to play more yeah i have the code for spider-man 2 so i don't know when i'm gonna get to it but from the 30 minutes i played already i'm very impressed by it like jumping in and out of levels and like um the puzzles i've already had to solve of like hey take this level orb all the way over here to get it powered up but then go over here to like um uh, get the power thing and then come like i it is an i've been very impressed beautiful game like the an- and the animation like is thrilling like i don't uh, this is from my it's really cool i haven't played cocoon yet but it's i got into it a- is- I got into a boss fight early on, and the boss threw me out of the level. Bro, the boss fight, okay, I, I don't know how it's going to go, but, like, I, the boss, is, it's, like, one hit depth, at least in the beginning, and I'd yeah. hate that in a boss. Mm. Like, calm down, okay? Oh, in a puzzle game? Slow your roll. But other than that, <laughs> Cocoon is hitting really hard. I, I played it at SGF. I haven't played the full build yet, but I am excited to play it, and it's gotten, like, really rave reviews, which, yeah. again... That doesn't mean for a fact that it's good, but I feel like everyone's really hot on this. It's really, so it's, it's hitting like, it's hitting right for, you know, in the streets to call me puzzle poppy. Um, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. hitting, it's hitting that side of me, right? Right. Like I'm, I'm, I wish I'm, I could get them to stop <laughs> saying that too, but you know, what do you no, mean? the street, the streets love calling me puzzle poppy. Uh, I've been playing cyberpunk. I've talked about it all over the place. Fucking love cyberpunk fan of Liberty. Um, and then also 88 on cocoon for open critic blessing. Congratulations for your, let's league. go. Was that, who, did, was that your counter pick? Did anybody counter pick that one? Nah, I didn't counter pick it, but I yeah. honestly, like I would have, if I was on X cast and I'm so like, I'm glad that I'm mm. not on X cast. But you, like, I mean, you counter picked Liza P, which where's that at? 84, like 82 or something. We like, did also talk her A3. out of counter picking uh, yeah. suicide squad. But that's Damn. my bad. I fucked up by listening, listening to, to us. Yeah. I should never should. I never fucking listen to anybody but me, honestly, myself. I should. I, I would have sworn that I would have been on the side of Counterpick Suicide Squad. You were not. Was I not? You were not. You were not. <laughs> somebody go back, looked, and, somebody go back and listen you, to that episode. I looked to you as a colleague and as I a think, friend. But the, that's also like way before like Judas. anybody touched Lies of P. And I, I, I think you might have like given the, the voice of like, Hey, when other studios try to do like uh, yeah. from software stuff, it never really hits. So honestly, the Liza I P. I feel like I was on the Liza because Liza P. was on my squad. So well, I you was... liked Liza P. But you you were kind of like I don't know you're fucked either way. And like it's it's fine. When I picked Liza P., I played a few minutes of it and I knew it seemed good. But like it, it landed where I thought it would, which is like low eighties. Um, it's just that like it's an L because I could have not lost any points if I just picked Suicide yeah. Squad. To but, be clear, Suicide Squad um, too. Like that was before um, we got that state of play where we saw how that game played. Yeah, but even I, I had talked about. I'm like, y'all, I don't think this is good. And then you're like, oh, Rocksteady, Rocksteady, whatever. Okay, anyway, but like, old, uh, old I need somebody, somebody old. go y'all back and listen because anyway. I remember people saying that. I don't, I don't remember if I was saying that because I think I, you know what, that my, was more, um, I think that was more me and Paris. I'm gonna be honest. My, I, I will, I will like message my brother and be like, hey, can you? 
send me the clip of Blessing's Suicide Squad opinions because I'm gonna get, my brother's going to go back to rewatch it just kind of for fun. Yeah. But also I told him, can you go back and rewatch it? Because I want to clip out. There's a point where Paris makes a decision and I laugh and he says, oh, you're laughing, but just wait. And then I want to clip that out and be like, I'm still laughing, Paris. So I watch <laughs> out for that yeah. on Twitter. Whenever I go and I look but at Paris's... I don't want to rewatch the whole show because it's like, I don't want to hear myself fucking talk. When I look at Paris's you know? roster, oh my, it's just, I, if I ever want to smile. You know the Paris I mean? kiss of death? Honestly, you know what's funny? A man like that was Paris, so confident. Paris's league is so bad that like, even when he picks a good game, I'm like, Damn, is that the Paris Kiss of Death? Like, yeah, no, like, is this game about to be like next year? He's gonna pick Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And I was like, oh like, shit, oh, he must shit. know this game's gonna be bad. Yeah, this and, game's like, to be maybe terrible. I gotta get out the way. No, oh, Paris damn. is doing Greg so is badly. A, yeah, Paris is somehow in last place, and that's with Gary Witta, who does not touch this whatsoever. And he wasn't here for the Starfield. draft. At, like, Wait, does God. Gary have one hundred and fifty dollars? Yeah, yeah. Gar- we Gar- start off with a hundred. Well, so that was part of the that was part of the, the trade, starter. right? Is that Greg was going to give him like a bunch of money in Fantasy Critic? Gary doesn't know how this game works. And then also promote Gundog so Greg could get Gary. One hundred percent thought that more money means that he's going to be like higher up in the rankings. I think Gary just doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, that's why his thing is I don't give a fuck games, right? Like he doesn't give a fuck. Um, yeah. So to be losing to the person who doesn't play is like oh, Gary wild. has Liza P. Gary does have yeah. Liza P. Why did I? Hit, yeah. I thought I had Liza P. And that was a nice. fourth round pick, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were, were your around. first four rounds? Let's see. I, I had, mean, I, yeah. I had Hollow Knight Silk Song in my first. My first. See, round. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, though, as I predicted, like even though Wolong didn't come out yet, like Wolong and Liza P scored near the same because they're like the same kind of game. Even though I think yeah. Liza P is way better than Wolong, but yeah. yeah. Anyway. God, um, yeah, that's not. Man, also, that's you're gonna draft well. Sea of Stars, but you're not gonna play Sea of Stars. Bless, come on. Don't do that. To it me. is turn based. Can you, know you imagine I mean? if the rule was like for the points to count, you have to beat yeah. the game? That would suck. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah, I would have to play hours. Football Manager 2024. <laughs> I think you ate with Wizard with a Gun, though, also. That's like your next big one that I'm. Oh, yeah. I think Wizard with, with the Gun is going to be a sleeper hit. I don't think people realize that that's going to. I think it's going to. I think it's going to. It looks great. I mean, didn't we also Devolver? say that about Gunbrella? That's true. And it only had an, it only got 80 points. Which but like, that's still, like just that's no still 10 points. That's still like a good. That's still a pretty good score. I'm going to say Persona 5 Tactica. That was a bold pickup, Janet. I think it's going to bring in above 80. I think it's going to be like a sleeper hit. Okay, we got to move on. The show is getting okay. long in the tooth. Um, and then I played some EA Sports FC. And okay, it's, it's yeah. more. It's more It's more of that soccer game. It's and fun. I, I it's like fun. It. I, I played. Mm-hmm. I, play, I had to stop myself because I had to play other things and do other things. Same. And I did like three online matches in a row. And I was like, oh, no, it's happening again. I need to stop. I need to stop. So, so I cut good. myself off. Um, but yeah, it's more FIFA. It's not much different. The menus are different. They made like more like, regular menus as opposed to the whole tile yeah, shit. Yeah, they definitely have regular menus. And I also feel like, and maybe I'm blanking on what 23 was like, but I feel like they have the game settings like really cater to like beginners. Like you can mm-hmm. have like auto targeting on for your shots. You can have an offsides indicator. You can have auto run for the players. Like you can kind of make the game play itself almost. So if you're, I don't know, if you want to get into it, I do think they have a lot of beginner friendly settings in the game setting section of it. Janet? I want to hear your thoughts on Alan Wake 2, because you got to preview Alan Wake 2. Yeah, it's awesome. I loved it. Um, I think it's going to be a banger of a game. I think it's going to hit a lot of top 10 lists. I enjoyed my time thoroughly with it. My only negative note is I think the lack of a mini- They have a map, but the lack of a mini-map is rough. And I think because they lean so heavily on in-game signposting, I think it leaves space to get lost. And I took that space, and I did get lost. But maybe that's just me. 
What about you? I felt I felt that. I, I think I got lost a little bit, but also I think that's part of the game. Um, it depends. Yeah, on like the... I think there's a lot of content, so like I don't think you'll be too mad that you're lost because there's a lot to explore. Yeah, but and it's like it's, I was lost. <laughs> it's a Resident Evil style thing, right? And so like, and depending on the chat on who you're playing as, but like as um Saga Anderson, um the like there's you get to an area where it is. Oh, I'm in a theme park, and so like mm -hmm. I gotta find the thing and. I, in an environment like that, I think they really want you to be in the theme park. And so, you know, being able to um, to navigate without the map and like just look at yeah. the signposting and go, oh, this is the percolator ride. Oh, this is over here. And mm -hmm. like find the thing and then come back. Um, it's time for the percolator. Dude, so I did a Let's Play with Sam Lake and I got to percolator and I was like, oh, percolator. And neither, they're like, yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, "Wait, is this not a reference? This is not a reference to the song, The Percolator." Was it I not? I didn't say that out loud because I didn't want to be an idiot in front of Sam Lake. But I was like, "Percolator must mean something else. It must, there must be a percolator outside the side of the song." <laughs> Turns out it's a coffee thing. Oh, is it? Okay, so I'm not the dumb one here. Yeah, no, percolator. No, is whoa, a whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not get carried away. We <laughs> could just both be dumb. Let's not. Let's not skirt the obvious possibility that I we're both the same kind of stupid. It's a coffee percolator. So right now, Barry has it pulled up. Yeah, so it's kind of like a kind of a pitcher, but it, it's it's like a teacup, yeah. but it's tall. It's yeah, specifically like if you ever see like a metal pot that's used, that's not just like a normal coffee pot. Like that's a percolator. See, Roger was making fun of this because Roger was make was um editing down the or he was editing the let's play, and I don't know if he left it in or not because he was like, I'm gonna leave this part in because he looked like an idiot. Uh, but I'm so happy that you also didn't know what a percolator was, and you yeah. also thought of the song, the percolator. You need to edit that. Also, have Roger does your TikTok, does TikTok right for y'all? Yeah. You have Roger do that and like add in the song. Like it's time for oh, the percolator. I don't know. Like there's something there, Roger. Like get 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 going on that. <laughs> Clear your schedule. Yeah, I so I'm I uh, I enjoy the demo as well. Like I'm very much looking forward to it. I my one fear with it is that like man, the Alan Wake chapter that I played felt a little convoluted mm -hmm. just in terms of, like the, some of the design of it and like when you talk about getting lost and stuff right mm -hmm. i'm like man it is it's going for the distorted version of the real world stuff where if i'm doing multiple chapters of that i hope that it doesn't feel almost like too ethereal and too amorphous in a way where like the levels start losing identity because you do look yeah. around and it's like man everything looks all weird and like i can see that aesthetic getting old quickly but i hope i like from everything else it seems like they're doing a good job it reminds me of control a little bit with the yeah. trippiness of it and control pulled it off and so if they if they, if, if they pull it off there i'm hoping they pull it off here yeah it's a little it's a little bit of a mind fuck um and i think specifically the alan wake section because and you know go listen to games cast for the full-on preview that um it was just you that had played right it was just me yeah yeah that that blessing did um but the like there's so much like supernatural trippy stuff with Alan Wake section specifically because the demo was broken up into two missions, like a saga mission and Alan Wake mission. Um, it definitely has aspects of like if you did play the medium, which funnily enough we brought up, it has like aspects of that with like switching the environment and kind of the the puzzle solving and the navigation is at least in the, what we played felt very a lot more ramped up in the Alan Wake section than in the saga section, which I didn't hate. Like I liked that they're kind of doing different things and having different flavors of puzzle but i also like you know i think maybe those aspects could be like small pain points in the full release but also keep in mind we got thrown into mission three and mission five of yeah. each of that so you would i presume that i would have done better if i had played it more naturally where i got to know like how they go about design instead of just being like oh mission five like you've never used this mechanic but now it's like you have to like get to the whole thing but again generally enjoyed my time i do think if it's gonna get any dings i think it will be the getting a little turned around 
or stuff being a little unclear, but I liked it. Hell yeah. Uh, you also played Liza P in Baldur's Gate 3, but yeah. I don't know if we have enough time to talk about it today, so maybe we'll talk about that next sure. week. For now, ladies and gentlemen, that's been another episode of PS I Love You, XOXO, your PlayStation podcast. Uh, we're barreling towards Spider-Man 2. Of course, we'll be at you with the review of that game. It's going to be a jam-packed review season for you, so look forward to our Spider-Man 2 review. Until next time, I've been blessing. That's been Janet Garcia. That's been Barrett Courtney on the ones and twos. And it's been our pleasure to serve you.